Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the most fantastic show on the airways. It's the Texas 1A Fan, show number six, Pick Up Sticks. <laughs> Bobby Boucher's mom from 1966. Hey, let me tell you something, folks. We keep coming at you. We're bringing you all the live stories, the stories you want, the stories that are hard to get. We are having the conversation with the coaches, conversation with the players, people, towns, and we're getting in-depth. We're out there. We're bringing it out, and it's all through us right here at the Texas 1A Fan. I am Boo Boo Bear, and with me tonight is the ever knowledgeable Bobby Brown. How you doing, Bobby? Oh, I'm doing well, of course, always. How are you? I'm doing good. Super excited. Uh, every single day we get a little closer to some sports, and it looks like everything is going to go on schedule. So, you know, we had our big talks last week on what we could do, but this week, uh, like positive minds, positive hearts, and I think we may be able to get this thing off without a hitch. That would be nice. We've already got plans to go to a lot of the six-man practices after this week. We don't ever go on the first week because we used to. Uh, Dency and I would travel around and uh, talk to coaches and players and photograph the practices and stuff just to, you know, get everybody warmed up for the season. The last couple of years, we have only done the second week forward because the first week, it seems like everyone's trying to figure out what they're doing in practice. And if you ask some coaches, they'll tell you that uh, some kids don't even know how to tie their shoes at that point. So well, uh, we decided. Not, <laughs> Bobby, this isn't what I heard. Okay. Now, what I heard was. If Texas 1A fan shows up in week one, it's like the curse of the Madden curse. You know, the team on the cover of <laughs> no, Madden no, no. doesn't that's, do as well. That's, so, just, that's just Paducah and John York. And if I show up the first week, um, he thinks that I, I jinx them for some reason. Um, so I will not be going to Paducah <laughs> this, uh, the first week or anywhere else. Uh, but we do have a good lineup. I know that. Uh, Dency's going to travel down to East Texas. She's going to travel over to Graham. She's got a whole travel schedule planned. Uh, my work is a little crazy right now, so I'm going to get to as many places as I can around the Lubbock area. Now, I looked on Facebook, and I can't name you every place Dency said that she's about to go because the list is so long and arduous. It is. But let me she tell you something. That woman is about to hit the road, and she's not doing it. For the fame she's not doing it because you know she's spotted everywhere and beloved and they're just throwing free dinners and lunches and this and that and, and there's all these accolades with it this lady's doing it because she literally loves the sport she loves talking to the kids loves talking to the coaches bringing you the story and if you guys stick with us and hang in there you're gonna see the story develop because Dincy McClure and herself is going to be known as an icon in the sports world someday. Because if you don't see her on your sideline or, or you're not there, get in contact with her some way, somehow. She will show up. And she will. She will take a thousand photographs. She will. So there's two of us who do that during practice. And uh, Dency definitely gets around. She has an RV camper, and she takes that to little camping spots. And I think last year she ended up hitting 18 towns in one week. It was pretty impressive. I believe that's the record so far. I don't know that I could hit 18 towns in, well, I'd have to drive three hours around here. You know how everything's spread out. So, but that's just between two towns. <laughs> we're we're going to get to different places. Uh, this before the gridiron starts us off and that, that first Friday, football at the last end of August so oh my gosh that is gonna be so exciting everybody's getting so ramped up ready to go you know you can feel it the kids in every town and, and everything going thank goodness there are no football tournaments until the end of the year but <laughs> well and let's not forget about volleyball and cross country as well I mean volleyball and football start practices tomorrow and so both of those are going to get going really quickly I know volleyball will start games here in a couple of weeks well, I had a thought about these tournaments whenever we got to uh, we got done talking last. Week. You know, we were talking about you. You know what you lose whenever you don't get these tournaments, right? Right. And I was thinking about something. I, I was thinking about a young Bobby Brown, and I was thinking about you being seventeen, eighteen years old. But here, here was my thought on this: 
you go to a tournament, right? You guys are getting off the bus. Remember that feeling of getting off the bus when you see the other team down over there, they're getting off their bus, even though you're not going to talk smack, you're not going to be ugly and, and be it, you make friends. Everybody makes friends in different towns and different places. And you say hi and you get to know them, but there's the other game at these tournaments. The other game at these tournaments is the look. You know, you get down uh-huh. off that bus, you're walking with your bag, you flex a little bit, you know, you're going. Okay, the- you're a guy. I don't know. No, I don't know if females t- flex. I mean, you're going to tell me the girls really don't come on now. I, I've seen we may not walk- flex, but we'll ma'am, do something else. Ma'am, I've seen <laughs> I've seen girls walking into those regional tournaments. It blew my mind. There's no difference in guys and gals no more when it comes to competitiveness. Because when they walked in, they were like, bam! And they had that bag, <laughs> and they were walking, they were trudging. They were tr- they said, We walked the mountaintop. We came through the woods. We arrived here at this place. We came here the long way. And I'm going to tell you something, Bobby. It was a beautiful thing because the wolf on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. And there's a lot of hungry wolves out there in the state of Texas, and they will get you. So I'm talking about that game, the, the stare down, the look. The, oh, the cons- I know. There is definitely a, a swagger coming off yes. the bus and into the gym or onto the field or wherever you're going. There's definitely a swagger, especially if you know you're good. and 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 that's what that's what i think is going to be one of the things that's going to be missed this year because that there is a game within the game there is the 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 culmination of schools coming together where everybody sees each other and everybody starts talking and then they're just like and yeah you know you're going to go high five a couple people or you're going to go see some people and then there's going to be people you didn't like on the court and you're not going to like them in the stands. But, you know, you've got the good mindset of, of, a, of a good coach, and you've got the good mindset of a good team. So you're not going to do anything to embarrass your team, but you're going to go – you're going to do this. You're going to go – yeah, uh, you, you're going to give them that little stare-down look. All you people out there, you just missed a, a, a pretty good eyebrow look from Boo Boo. Uh, well, I call it right the there. I call it the rock boo boo. Oh, is that what that is? It's kind of like the rock. It kind of looked like it. You're right. <laughs> Tonight, we've got two great volleyball coaches on. Uh, we're excited because, again, tomorrow starts the big practices. And so tomorrow, statewide, all the girls are waking up, and they're going into a full headlong practice and getting after it with everybody, right? They are. So that's going to be great. Um, I'm excited to talk to them and see their thoughts about how this season's going to go. Because, you know, UIL does not have a 1A classification for volleyball. What they do is they play up to 2A. They play in a district with 2A. However, whoever uh, wins the district, you know, they have the the different playoff spots. But 1A does go into a 1A playoff spot. Bobby Brown. What? We, We, I say we, you and some people like you have a little bit of influence in the state. I'm asking this question right here, okay? okay? All right. From 5A to 6A, you know, there's a bit of a difference, but like, you know, there's a numbers difference. But from 1A to 2A, there's a bit of a numbers difference. You following me? Yes. All right. Here's what I'm saying. If you classify as class 1A or 6 man, mm-hmm. if, you, if you classify there, why not allow these schools to have their own Class 1A basketball, Class 1A state champion, not go by the numbers in volleyball? In volleyball, basketball. Basketball has 1A. No, don't, because, okay, like uh, I've seen where Rankin or other schools would go play like Wink, you know, and Wink plays 11. Oh, like, like in, like non-conference. Correct. If they, if they classify themselves into the, the two-way or the higher grade, they then should allow the schools to play together at, you know, those that play 1A, those that play 2A, and continue it on like that. I think, I think in the richness and fairness of the game, it needs to be like that. We, what that tells me is they're like, ah, just lump them all in there. It'll be all right. Well, they do lump them all in there, but I think there's a reason. It's a very good reason. It's because not all 1As, very few 1As actually play volleyball. And well, then that uh, just gives- we have them all listed on our website at 1afan.com. And you can see all of the different districts. And some districts only have uh, one or two 
1A teams in them, and there's six or seven, you know, 2A. Now, you're, you're playing the devil's advocate again. Well, you know, case. with you, I kind of have to do that, so. Well, what all, I'm all I'm doing is putting up an argument for the little guy. And, you know, if they're talking bad about the little guy, they're talking bad about Americans. And I will not oh stand my. here that's, and let is, anyone talk a, bad about America. That's a little <laughs> stretchy there. Come on now. Uh, you know, Animal House, the old 1970s. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a great movie. You're right. <laughs> but tonight we got um, two coaches. Uh, we have Coach Carney from Round Top Carmine. And Coach Haley Butler from the Rankin Red Devils, a new upstart program out here in the Chihuahuan Desert, south of Midland, Odessa, between heaven and wherever you are. Here comes the Rankin Red Devils and their new coach and new program. Bobby, it is going to be an exciting year. So we've got our experienced coach from Round Top, and we've got our newest volleyball coach, from Rankin on the program tonight. So this isn't only going to be a learning, you know, episode for us. It's going to be a learning learning episode for Haley as well. And the the we, we've got our seasoned coach coming in, talking volleyball, going to school us all up a little bit on, on what is going on. I can't think of a more exciting way to start the volleyball show with a, a little something seasoned and a little something new. No, I, I totally agree. You know, Roundtop, they made it uh, all the way to the state tournament last year, and they fell in the final game to Natchez. But yeah, they come out as, as round, you know, they came out as the runner-up. They actually, let's see, that game was played in November of last year, and they fell to Natchez 25-11, 25-12, and 25-18, three sets. Um, but I do remember listening to that game and in in every set they played they just rtc is what i call them because that's a lot to sit around top karma um, <laughs> rtc uh came back i mean they never gave up they just dug and dug and dug and dug and um it wasn't for lack of effort so i'm really excited to talk to coach carney so i guess without further ado we should go ahead and get started all right, folks, without further ado, we've got coaches on tonight. As I spoke, we've got the seasoned veteran. We've got Katie Carney Weissen coming to you out of Round Top Carmine, fresh off of a, a championship berth where they, they came up a little bit short. I know they're looking forward to being back there again and doing this thing all over again. And the newest still got the diapers fresh on them right out of Rankin, Texas. We got Coach Haley Botla. Bringing those Red Devils and the new program in, what they like to call out there and rank in the Disney season because they got a bunch of 14 and 15-year-olds heading this thing up, and they have not won nor lost a varsity game as of yet, but it's going to be exciting to see what happens. Ladies, welcome to the Texas 1A fan. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're going to go ahead and let you ladies uh, introduce yourselves and tell us about your school, what you do there, and then we'll start into, you know, our, our just seriously um, hard and challenging questions, which really they're not. So, <laughs> uh, Haley, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so, I'm Haley Botla. I'm in Rankin. This will be the start of my um, third year. So I started out fresh as a teacher coach in Buena Vista, um, and then I was there for one year, and then I came to Rankin. We started the volleyball program two years ago. Last year, we played an outlaw season in high school with junior high, um, and then this year, we were actually put into a district to play legitimately. So I teach junior high social studies, um, and I'll be doing one dual credit course for social studies as well. So I graduated from Rankin in 2011, actually. Um, so as far as player experience for volleyball, I have zero, <laughs> but I'm one of those people that if I'm going to put my name on it, it's going to be the best that I can put out there. So that doesn't scare me that I don't have any experience in, in that sense. Um, but it has been different for sure. Trying to learn a different sport without, um, I guess being able to see what the players have seen. All right. I am Katie Carney Wysoon. This will be my second year as the head coach, head volleyball coach at Roundtop Carmine. Um, this will be my fourth year in total uh, where I've coached basketball, track, uh, I think one of everything, tennis, 
volleyball. I, I graduated from Giddings in 2011. I then went on to play softball at Blinn College. I then played softball at St. Edwards University where I graduated and I was the uh, graduate assistant there for a year and then I went straight to Round Top after that. So I'm kind of on the same boat. I don't have a whole lot of volleyball experience. I did play, I did play in high school. I'm the same way, Haley. Once I attach my name to something, I'm going to try to make it the best that I can. So we are rolling with that. And uh, it has been an awesome challenge to come in and mm-hmm. to just try to uphold all the traditions and the success of the Roundtop Carmine Volleyball Program. And I've truly enjoyed it. All right, ladies, uh, I'm going to ask a series of questions here. Um, we'll just go. I'll start out directing toward uh, Mrs. Wysoon. And uh, it's going to, then you'll follow in Haley in there. Coach Katie, uh, going, coming from a big season such as what you had right now and having a successful program out there in Round Top Carmine, not just talking to Haley, but a lot of the other schools that are out there at the moment looking to better their program or make something of what they've got. What, what's some advice as a Wiley veteran that you can give to people that could kind of help them out and get them going in the right direction or change a program, change that mindset, you know, into being victorious? You know, in my, in my opinion, it's, it's all about the culture you create. It starts with us at the top. If you preach um, a certain thing, you better be able, you better be able to walk the talk. I think that's huge. You know, having, having your kids believe in you and believe in the process and uh, getting it after, getting after it every day, just as you expect them to do. Um, buying into the program is number one for me. If I, if my kids don't believe in what I do, then I'm preaching to the wrong choir and not getting the right message across. So just finding out what works for your kids and, and rolling with it. And, and Haley coming in new into a program. And I mean, we live in a digital age. You, you can look up anything. You, you can get started in anything. What's been an influence you you've found you know, as you started this process of, of getting to know the game and learning the game and teaching this game? Well, I guess my first experience with it was when I was at BB, they were kind of struggling to find a head coach. Um, and the superintendent, Mark Dominguez, kind of, I mean, he just took over and took that program over his wing uh, or under his wing. And so I really learned a lot from him. And his influence really kind of guided Things that I do, of course, I've learned along the way. Um, I've gone to clinics and that kind of stuff. Probably my main thing was just getting in touch with friends that I knew that were volleyball coaches or people who I knew had coached already. You know, I listened to y'all's podcast from, I I honestly don't know if it was week five, but you guys had Coach Clay on. That was week five. Even week five, right? Yeah. So I listened to that and those two coaches had like some of the best advice I needed like at this point where I'm at. Because I was frantically searching for all kinds of stuff like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to work on this. We're going to have to work on this, blah, 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 blah. And when I, when I heard them say, you can't do too much, I was like, okay, like I got to pull back just a little bit and make sure that what I'm doing is more quality work and not so much quantity. Um, I love that, that you took that and you have run with it. That's exactly why we're doing yeah, this. So thank you. You know, I, I, I listened and there were a few things that they said that I was like, you know, for a beginner coach, even in a new sport, and even though they were talking about basketball, you know, I feel like those kinds of things go all across the board. Um, and I really like what, you know, Coach Weissen said about girls buying into the program because I don't lie to my girls. They know that I did not play volleyball and they know that I'm still learning as a coach as well. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty see-through with my girls. They know when there might be some things that, you know, number one, they might ask me a question and I'm like, you know what, that's a great question. That's something I'm going to have to figure out, you know, like, let's just put that on hold for right now and I'll get back to you on that. And then, you know, I kind of research feverishly or um, talk to people that I know um, that kind of have that experience. So. That's great. That is so great. Haley, you get the award. That was a beautiful answer for, uh, you know, the, the Texas 1A fan. Look at Bobby. She's over there blushing. The show's oh, working in, in a great way. I, I don't blush. You know that. Influencers <laughs> of Texas 1A now is what you could call this. Now, I, um, moving on into the next question, uh, Haley and Katie, anytime you play any sport, you're going you're gonna to experience the thrill of victory. But at the same time, anytime you play a sport, you're going to have that anguish of defeat. Now, 
what I want, what I want to ask you here is, and, and Mrs. Uh, Wasun, Katie, y'all came off a tremendous loss just recently. What is something that you do? What do you walk into that locker room as a coach where hearts are so heavy, where, where the world just feels like it had just ended? How do you pick those girls up? How do you even begin the process? How would you walk in there? And, and, and what is something that you'd say in that situation? You know, luckily for me, Roundtop Carmine has created such a culture and the tradition is so high. The girls are, are actually really good at, at bouncing back. And, you know, they've been there over the summer and they've, they've wanted to work hard and they still have that end goal in mind. Thankfully, it makes it a lot easier for me. Uh, you know, I come in and we, we still talk about our goals and what they'll, they'll be to kind of forget the past, but we do hold on to that a little bit. You know, I want them to have that sour taste in their mouth um, because when they get back next year, by gosh, you don't want to feel the same way you did the year before. You know, we do bring it up sometimes and we also move past it. So I think it's, I think it's a good balance of remembering what it's like to feel a certain way, to not want to feel that way again, and then to go get after somebody when you see them across the side of the net. So they really, they do a good job of, of bouncing back themselves with a little bit of, a little bit of help and uh, then they're ready to get after it. You know, and Haley, y'all have got a new program out here in the beautiful city of Rankin. Oh my and gosh, really. <laughs> as we get started and, and as the, the, the program gets moving, I know last year, of course, you're going to experience a few defeats. You had some young ladies going out there playing some bigger schools, a lot more experienced schools. You know, week in, week out, you go back into that locker room. What is something that you're going to talk to these young ladies about? Or, or what, what's that thing that you're going to, that motivational drive that you're going to provide and inset in them week after week? You know, last year was a little bit different because it was, it was kind of all about games for experience more so than playing for something. And so, you know, at the end of the year, I did have a hard time keeping them in the game mentally because they kind of knew like, we're getting to the end. This is, we're not going anywhere with it. And so for this year, it'll be a little bit different because they do have a chance to make a statement. Um, now, even though we are a young program, you know, the bulk of my, my girls are sophomores. I have 15 sophomores. So, I mean, that's, it's crazy, but they've also been playing since they were in eighth grade, which I know, you know, some of their places have the luxury of being in, in an area where they can play a club um, and that kind of stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of other schools don't start until seventh grade. I tell them all the time that you're not that far behind. So I don't like for them to make excuses about, hey, we just started volleyball. We just started volleyball. Well, now at this point, you're in your sophomore year and we've, we, that can't be an excuse anymore. So I think my thing is just, that we've got to know that we are playing for something this year more I guess than what last year was and coaches you know as we go through these games we talked about you know the loss and things like that but then there is victory and there is a sweetness of that at, at Roundtop Carmine y'all found tremendous success coach Katie you know when you're winning and you're going through that how, how do you keep your girls focused and not get too you know because when you're dealing with young athletes People tend to get a little cocky sometimes. They get a little swag. And I know that can be a good thing. But how do you keep the pace? How do you keep them on that straight and narrow line? As a coach and a mentor, what, what is it that you find yourself doing to keep them on track? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Sometimes whatever the, the volleyball gods sometimes take care of that for you. <laughs> and they'll let you have a, a bad match against a team that you're not supposed to to have supposed to have a good a bad match against you know <laughs> but otherwise uh, we just we preach a lot to play every game like it's your last you know you can be as cocky as as you want and I think COVID is going to help me a little bit in my <laughs> in my philosophy is you never know when your last game is going to be so you better get out there and and play like like it could be I don't care how good you were last game I don't care how good you were last practice you better get out there every single game and and give it all you have and you got to walk the talk a little bit you want to talk cockiness well let's let's get out there and show it so I'm hard on them when it comes to that you know I don't you don't have time to to relax somebody when you have a, a successful season behind you there's a there's a giant target on your back so you don't have time to to sit back and relax you better be ready to go at all times so I was gonna ask coach Wyson um yes so it's round top carmine correct round top carmine yes ma'am okay RGC is perfectly fine uh, yeah, that's usually what I call y'all because I write y'all down for volleyball and basketball and stuff because, you know, we keep track of all that stuff. But um, I've always called it Carmine. 
I guess because the I, but I'm yeah. glad you, you cleared that up for us. Um, now I can correct people up here in West Texas <laughs> and in the panhandle who keep saying it wrong. It <laughs> happens all the time, all the time across the world. You're good. Hey, Coach Bala, young, young men and women these days are so much more informed than at any other time in history, and it changes daily and everything catches up. They, they know so much about everything via internet, and just they're just so much more knowledgeable these days. So when you've got these young ladies uh, in there, and, the, and the, they're speaking, and they're talking, and they're learning something new, everybody's learning together, what's something that you found that y'all can focus in together as a team to kind of stay that course and, and stay, you know, have that immersion of a team and that unity as y'all build for the future are you asking about like social media like that kind of stuff like well i mean i'm just saying children these days are so much more informed than they've ever been before and mm -hmm. like i have a 14 year old son i talk to him some days i'm thinking like wow like i would just the the things they know and the way they are these days and and sometimes they can get away from you and he like he'll be a little spoiled and i've got to pull him back in as a kid <laughs> So when you've got these, and they're essentially 14 and 15 years old, they're young ladies, and they, you know, and we all know that children can be a little strong-willed. What's something that if, and you may not have even experienced this, but if they ever feel like they're pulling away or you, you've got it, they're distracted and you need to get them back on course, what's something that, that you found that you can do to get this team back on course? I really don't feel like I have an answer for that, honestly, right now. <laughs> okay, not a problem. We'll just strike that from the record. Bible. You know what? I, no, I think it's it's just like trying to keep you on track. It's about the same thing. I can answer that question for all of us. No, I'm joking. You know. I'm joking. Oh, wow. Oh, you know I love you. Okay. Uh, well, we need to go into the learning phase of this thing right now. We're we're gonna go back to Coach Katie. Coach Coach Katie, you yes, you are you are the seasoned Wiley veteran here. Now talking to all coaches across the state. Give us a little tidbit. Not, not, you don't have to give your program away here, but we're asking, what's one tidbit of advice that you could give to everyone around the state, a drill, for instance, that everybody could take with them and work on to help make them uh, a better team from, you know, the 6A down to 1A? What's something that you find a lot of success in as a drill? You know, it's, well, it's kind of hard to put a drill into words, but we do anything that is revolved around communication. That is, that's, that's key in our book. Passing, which I think is a lost art in volleyball these days. Passing and literally anything that I can incorporate communication into, we do a lot. Kids like to talk and going back to social media, they like to hide behind a phone quite a bit these days. And <laughs> I tell them a lot, I'm like, you guys don't want to talk. I don't know if we should all bring our phones and text each other while we're playing or, you know, how are we going to communicate here? So anything that we can do uh, to preach communication. Um, and like I said, get back to the fundamentals. I think fundamentals are so important. And a lot of, a lot of times kids are just thrown out there to play and it gets kind of ugly talking communication and taking it back to the fundamentals. I don't care how you do it. Just teach the kids the right way to play. And I think that'll get you a lot further than, than scrimmaging 24 seven in hopes of them just learning the proper way to do things. Hey coach Butler, what, what's something that y'all found, you know, in your program, a kind of drill that you've kind of gone to, you know, something that you find yourself doing, you know, practice after practice that helps you guys find some success. Um, I, I really like what coach Weissman was saying because I that's one of the biggest things that I've really tried to focus on is keeping fundamentals in my practice and not scrimmaging so much we scrimmage but we really don't scrimmage often I kind of like to put things together at the end of the week and we might scrimmage some of the things that we've learned throughout the week and that way I can tell them you know in a game like situation okay this this is where you would use that drill or blah 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 or hey this is why we work on that you know but really, I, I really like for my girls just to take some time to themselves. And so we do a lot of like pass to self, set to self, that kind of stuff, just because I really like for them. And I tell them all the time, focus on you. Like mentally, you've got to get yourself in. And so I really like for them to, to do some things individually um, within practice just to kind of get their minds right. Well, girl, ladies, you know, I found something really interesting. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about volleyball. So I started looking up a couple of things. And, you know, it's got an 18 here, – here's something really interesting that I found. In 1891, a man named Smith, and I, I'm sure you all know this, he invented the game of basketball. But he recruited a young man named William G. Morgan to, to go to uh, – what was that? North, Northfield Mount Hermon College. He recruited him to play football. 
this guy, you know, goes through school there. And by 1895, only a few, you know, short years later, he's trying to invent a game for businessmen to do something during lunch and, and stay active and get a little workout in. So the game that they stole, they stole a little bit of tennis. They stole a little bit of uh, from baseball they, and basketball. And they come up together with the inventor of basketball. They come up with volleyball. And I found that really interesting that, you know, basketball and volleyball have the, you know, the, the same ties there. And both, you know, invented in America. So, hey, go USA. But, ladies, I want to talk about the physicality of volleyball. Oh, my gosh. Everybody out there, I know you've watched a basketball game. And when you see a guy running down that court and he hits the ground, boom, 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 and he falls and, and he doesn't get up or he takes a couple seconds and he's hurting, these girls hit the floor that hard whenever they're digging for those balls and going for them. How has nobody invented some kind of forearm guard or some kind of forearm pad to protect them? Or, or do they even want them? Is there something like that and they just don't want them? Because that, that gets physical and – do your girls get really bruised up down on the arms right there? Because it looks to be quite painful. I feel like if they're passing right, it really shouldn't be hurting them. I mean, I think if they're, a ball is, like, hit at them, like, really hard, I mean, I think, of course, it's going to leave them a little bit red. But I don't know. I feel like if they're getting bruised and stuff like that, especially just from passing, it's I don't think they're doing it. <laughs> right. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I, I agree. My kids are – they're they're tough man there's and I think it's one of those repetitive things once you've been playing for so long you kind of you know build in a little immunity to the the sting and the the impact on your arms um sometimes I'll get out there and play with them and they'll hit one at me and I'm like dang I don't know how y'all take you know how y'all play like this all the time but well, I think it's just one of those things they've done it for so long and they're they know what to expect and it, it still may hurt but I think once again once you've been doing it you know what to expect and you kind of just throw it off your shoulder you know so, well, I get, so I get how that. do you how do you teach them how to like tuck and roll? I mean, I I could never get that. I mean, I look like a giraffe out there. I'm telling you, it's a good thing I never played volleyball. <laughs> but how do you teach that? Oh, uh, luckily for me, a lot of my girls really have learned at a at a young age. Uh, some of them play club. Some of them just have older sisters, and just they kind of just pick it up and and learn what works for them. Uh, some of them, it's a little bit uglier than the others, and they dang sure don't want to see Coach Carney get down on the floor and try to show them because it wouldn't be pretty either. You can talk about the fundamentals of rolling and tucking your shoulder and how to be safe about it, but a lot of them, it just kind of comes natural. All right, and, and I get the sting and I get the, the hit, but what I'm talking about is when the girls go, bam, right on the floor, elbows into the floor, hardwood to the back of the arms, my goodness that looks and sounds atrocious but then they just pop right back up and they're 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 doing it again and I'm thinking like these little girls like oh my gosh what what are they doing out there but they will hit the floor again and again and again and hey my hat's off to them a lot of respect I, I had no idea that sport could be that physical yeah they, they do get bruised up for sure and I think a lot of it too has to do with adrenaline you know, volleyball is so quick. The minute they do hit the floor, they better be up because the ball's coming right back at them. That's um, true. I was looking at the calendar, and tomorrow starts the um, practicing for volleyball, as I'm sure you both are very well aware. Will you sleep tonight? That's my first question. <laughs> <laughs> my second, Probably not much. <laughs> uh, I hear that a lot from coaches the night before the, the, the practice gets started. But – I find this very interesting because I, I was a basketball player. So you have a long time to practice before your first scrimmage or your first game. However, I noticed that, and it's always something that's, that's really intrigued me, is that while practice starts August 3rd, you can have your first scrimmage August 7th, and then games start the 10th. How, as a coach, do you prepare kids to have a scrimmage in five days and then start games that following Monday? I think, I mean, I guess that's why they incorporated uh, two-a-days into volleyball to, to hope that, you know, those quote-unquote two sessions a day are going to make up for all the lost practice days that you, you didn't have as you would in another sport. But it comes quick. It comes really, really quick. But it's also two-a-days can sometimes – seem like a very long day so it's also nice to play right away and it's nice to see what they've 
worked on over the summer and how how truthful they've been about their their summer workouts and it kind of puts them to a little bit of a test so for me it's I don't I, I like to play I like the scrimmaging right away um, that way I'm not having to do a whole lot of inner squad and I can see how the kids compete against uh, other people before we move into into other games I think it's I think it's good to set expectations for what you want at the scrimmages, you know, based off of what you've done in practice. But I also think it's good to let them know, like, you know, as coaches, we know it's going to be ugly. It's, it's We're not expecting a top-notch, perfect, you know, perfect games and stuff like that. But um, I do think that there there do need to be expectations, and the girls have got to know, you know. I mean, it's it's still all on the floor, at, you know, even though it's just a scrimmage, so, and, and that it's early. Um, so, so who will y'all be scrimmaging? Um, are both of you, Coach Carney, are you scrimmaging on Friday? We will be scrimmaging on Saturday. Uh, we will be going to LaGrange, um, where there will be, I think, the max amount of schools you can have right now is four. So it'll be uh, us and three other teams. Um, my varsity and my JV will go uh, to LaGrange on Saturday and scrimmage. Mine are going to Marfa. I think it'll be Fort Davis, Alpine, Marfa, and Rankin. So does it bother you, too, that 1A doesn't really have their own classification? I mean, they kind of do. You play in the same district with 2A. Um, and, okay, <laughs> but let's not have this argument now. But you get to go into 1A playoffs where you only play 1A teams. Do you wish, in some cases, that there were, there was like a 1A alignment for volleyball, Coach Carney? You know, it doesn't bother me. Uh, one, we're getting to play a little bit higher competition. We're getting to play bigger schools. And if not, we would be traveling across the state of Texas just to, just to make up a district. So it doesn't it, – it's been that way as far as I know, as long as I know. So I'm pretty used to it. And it doesn't bother me at all. We make do with what we have, and it, it works out. I agree. I'm on the same page. I, I Honestly, I think it's good for the girls to be able to see that level of – of play so because i i've noticed looking at the alignments um trying to keep them updated on our website and stuff that some districts only have one one a team so they automatically make the playoffs whether they lose all district games or not in district 26 for rtc you have one two three four five correct and Rankin ha is in District 2 in Region 1, and they have five. Is that correct, Coach Bala? Yes, I think so. I'm pretty sure. So that's always interesting to me because, you know, um, like you said, Coach Carney, you're going to have to travel a long ways if, if we're going to have just a 1A alignment. So. Right. Okay, there we have the paid answers from Texas 1A fans. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I've always been pro, like, you know, have your own classifications. But my vote doesn't count for anything as I'm just a talker out here on this radio station. But, uh, ladies, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the volleyball game. Now, here's, here's where we're going to go. We're going to go into the story here. We are moments away from a big game. We're about five minutes before we're, we're going to get our girls warmed up. we got to go hit that court. We're, we're fixing to get out there. Now, girls are a little nervous. You know, everybody's a little shook up right now. You, you got off that bus. You know, everybody's got splash in the cold water. They're, they're all dressed up. They're looking with wide eyes at the coach. Give us a little something that, that you know, you tell that team before those big games to get everybody in there. Maybe you're a motivator. Maybe you calm them down. But what's something that, that you have found yourself saying in those moments to uh, get that team ready for that big game? For us, uh, we try to practice every scenario possible, um, as crazy as that sounds. I think if, if you can bring every, for the most part, every scenario to your gym and go through the motions, then when you get to that moment, you can say, hey, look, we've done this. We've been there. You guys have played in big games. You've played in the big gyms. We've done it in our gym nothing is different there's still everything that you can cannot control and can control is the same right you're going to go in there there's a team across the net there's a net there's a volleyball there's referees there's coaches there's going to be fans you've done it all before you're playing in a different venue um you know nothing's different go play the game still a game have some fun and and stay relaxed and overall I think heck there's sometimes when I get big eyes and I look at them for advice so it's just 
you know, once again, if you, if you teach your team early on and you, they believe in what you believe in and y'all are on the same page, then you can kind of bring each other down to earth when it comes to those big moments. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as volleyball goes, I haven't really experienced that, you know, that big game prep time, I guess, but, you know, I think just letting the girls know that, you know, they're prepared, you've prepared for this all year and, and helping them with the confidence and, you know, pretty much what, you know, coach Wiseman said, I mean, that's, that's a really good answer. You know, it's the same, it's the same in any gym, whether it's your gym or, you know, on the big stage. So, you know, and I know, I know we're, uh, we've got the new coach, we've got the seasoned coach here, but I, I want to ask a question here. I love to do a little time machine question or I love to do the alien question. Uh, here um, we go. Aliens to- again. what I want to throw out there today is this big UFO comes down your school is selected to represent our world going up against an alien race that's going to play some volleyball you're allowed to merge with one other 1A school to play them what school would you merge with so that you could play these aliens and save this world that might be the hardest question I've ever (laughs) and it has to be it has Um, to be a 1A and it's an alien question too, you know. That's the most important part. Wow. I think um, go ahead, coach. I just I think I'm gonna pick from around my area, and I think I would have to say, I think I would have to say like Water Valley, maybe or. Bronx. That's a good choice. Oh, right? both good choices. Yes. Yeah. Water Valley is an excellent, excellent. That, those groups, that group of kids is amazing. So that's a great choice. If I'm going to go with my area too, and I'm going to, the RTC people hear this, they may just absolutely want to get after me. But, uh, you know, Fayetteville is right down the road from us, and they have some some kids with talent over there. And I think mostly if you put our fan bases together that the people on the other side would maybe just want to run away from listening to to, the, to our fans getting after them. I think we could put together the, quite a fan base if us two, if we join. But, yeah, that would be my pick. You know, we, we play this game uh, sports. We follow this game sports. Bobby and I, we had a conversation the other day. Uh, I'm watching Netflix, and I, I come across a game called um, a movie that I'm, I'm sure maybe y'all have heard of before. It's called The Perfect Game. And what I took away from that game was if you believe in something enough and, and you wake up every day, your mindset is that you have that belief, you are absolutely unstoppable in, in anything you do. And, you know, the, the better programs out there always have that big belief, that, that, that staunch, you know, corner, that, that cornerstone of belief in every school that the kids come in, they're like, yeah, we're going to win. We got this. We have that. Um, and that was a baseball movie where, you know, and Haley, maybe you should watch this. It was a baseball movie where a bunch of little leaguers had four weeks to prepare for a little league tournament. And in the 1940s went on to win the whole thing with nothing more than strong belief that they could do it and win the next game and win the next game. But is there a movie or is there some motivational book out there you ladies have read that has that same premise for volleyball? I I went on the internet today and I was trying to find something. I kept finding a movie from like the nineties called side out. And it was a a two person um, volleyball movie. They played on a beach, but uh, coach Katie, coach Butler, have have y'all found any big motivational uh, type factor things for, for volleyball out there? I will say this, uh, this past year, my girls, I can't even think of what the movie was called. It's some (laughs) extremely, extremely sad movie. The, but volleyball is the, is the main, the the key point in it. Actually the girl, one of the players ends up passing away in a, some sort of accent. I'm blank on the title. But after we watched that and we're sitting there and of course I'm crying, I look around, all the girls are crying. I'm like, you know, what's up? Why are you, why are y'all crying? They're like, <laughs> we, we love each other so much and we don't know what we would do if we lost, we lost one of our players and kind of a different, you know, not necessarily kind of the bad news bears sort of deal, but they just realized at that moment, like, wow, as much bickering as we do do, we do love each other and we want to, you know, we want to play for each other and the, and the girl to our right and our left. So I'll have to get back with you on that movie title, but we did watch it in, and it's really sad, but it ended up having a good, a good effect for my team. You know, some, of the, know some of the times that that's what will get a girl right there, right there at, in the heartstrings. It got well, me, Coach that's Katie, for sure. That's actually quite beautiful because, uh, it, like, you know, I am a veteran, and, and when you talk to old soldiers and things like that, 
they don't, you know, always say red, white, and blue. They don't always say America president. You know, they, it always comes down to something. And, and what you said that really struck home with me, it's always about the guy to your right and the guy to your left. And to hear you say that about your girls there, you know, the girl to my left, the girl to my right, that, that is beautiful. And I, I love that about sports. I love that it brings people that close and it brings these emotions out. If you never, you know, won a game, just to have that feeling and to have that love and camaraderie for one another, it's, it's well worth it just to come out and play these things. Haley, I know it's going to be a tough one, but have you found a volleyball motivational story out there? No, but I know what um, Coach Katie's talking about. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's called the Miracle Season. Sounds um, right. I believe so. And my girls have told me, like, Coach, we need to watch this movie. Coach, we need to watch this movie. Um, and we just, I mean, when they told me about it, we honestly hadn't had the time, um, but they said it was a really good movie and they wanted to watch it all together. And, and, and it sounded like that movie. So I'm pretty sure it's the same one. I believe wow. that's right. Well, watch it and bring your box of tissues because you'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, I cry about everything. So <laughs> no, I'm an emotional guy. I'm, I'm going to go out and find this. So, so what was this movie called again? The title, the miracle season. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's already a good title. I'm kind of tearing up now. The Miracle <laughs> Season. You're going to have to report back on that, boo-boo, please. <laughs> you um, know, next week, next show, we will have an absolute full report on this. I'm going to have to ask you about – I'll have to remember to ask you about The Miracle Season. But that does sound like a really good movie. Uh, when I was coaching summer basketball, we had, like, movie nights and – my favorite one to show, and y'all will think this is just so totally ridiculous, but the girls loved it, was the uh, ESPN 30 for 30, I Hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> that, I've seen oh, that. That's actually pretty, pretty good. They, they, that, that pumped them up more than anything that could have ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies, what a great night for uh, for Texas 1A. We, we've had Coach uh, Botla here. We've had Coach Wasoon here. And I hope I'm saying that right, Coach Wasoon. Is that is that correct, Wasoon? Wasoon? Yeah, Wasoon. Yes, sir. You're close. Formerly Coach Carney of Katie Carney, and she is from Round Top Carmine. I said that correct there, Bobby. Thank you. You did great. And Coach Haley Botla out of the upstart Rankin Red Devils here in Rankin, Texas. Great show tonight, ladies. I think it gives us a little insight and – Toward the, later on in the year, maybe we can all get back together, kind of see where we're at, how the seasons have progressed as we get closer to the playoffs. And I hope to hear good news from both teams. But if we don't, we're still going to be back behind you. And it's still a great sport and it's still a great season. And if COVID doesn't get us, we're going to all be out there cheering and rooting. It's not going to get that us. May the healthiest team win, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. No truer words were ever spoken. <laughs> yes, y'all will have to let us know how you do each each week. Report to us because we'd love to push that out on our Texas 1A fan Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So if you want to send us pictures of your volleyball team every once in a while, we sure will push them out doesn't seem like we cover volleyball that much. Um, there's only seven of us, and two of us are photographers, so we can't cover the entire state of Texas, but actually three of us are. Uh, one only does football and basketball. So <laughs> we're going to try to get around to more schools this year for volleyball, get those pictures taken, because I know that girls playing volleyball want to see their pictures just like everybody else. And we want to do that for them. So we sure do thank you for coming on the podcast. But we've had some really, really great people on here. And I consider you two of the best. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much for having us. us. And we'll, we'll keep in touch throughout the season. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you okay. for what y'all do for us, too. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of advocates for 1A anything in the state of Texas. So thank y'all. <laughs> Wow, what a great night. What a great interview. We had We had Coach Katie Wyson. We had Haley Bala. Bobby, you've got, you know, you've got the Wiley veteran. You know, she's seen it all. She's been out there. She's done it. And then you've got the new coach coming up. You know, and on the Texas 1A fan, we like to do, like, the little give and take, have the lessons, and we try to take something and give something back in every episode. And you know what I took from tonight? What's that? was the belief in heart. I mean, if – if you can step out there with those two things 
and anything is possible on any night. And notice something about your winning programs. The coaches have the best attitude. You know, you, you, you can talk to them. They'll, they'll give, they'll take. Coach Katie, you know, Katie there, she seems like a great lady. She's, she's easy to communicate with. Gave a great interview tonight. You know, we got Haley Botla out there in rankings. She's starting up. Looks like they're going to have a lot of fun out there getting this thing going. Texas 1A volleyball is in good hands out there, and it's going to be a great season. And I personally am going to be one of the newest fans because I got to tell you, until our program got a team, I wasn't really opening the paper to look at volleyball. But, you know, here we are, and I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be checking it out. I'm all over it. And, you know, I wouldn't mind every now and then traveling a little bit and razzing it up. And, like, maybe I can get into a playoff game. And I'm like, she makes the big set. She smashes it down, drops a hammer. That's going to oh. be two points. Is it two points or one? It's one point, right? When you yeah, strike. it's it's just one. Yes, yes. That's oh, correct. You probably need to read up on some rules before you watch the miracle season. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but you know what? Um, I was in the same position as Coach Botla first year coaching I had to coach volleyball right off the bat I knew absolutely nothing about volleyball I mean and I'm talking zero (laughs) zero (laughs) so I had to learn everything and as you can tell August 3rd they're starting practice August 7th scrimmage August 10th games I mean that's bam 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 and if you're a brand new coach and you're coaching volleyball and you don't know much about volleyball. She's had, she's actually had um, probably the perfect situation because she's gotten to start her junior high with in her freshman, her high school with the like that outlaw season she was talking about. So right. that's probably the best of both worlds for a coach that that you know is kind of new to volleyball. So um, I thought it, I think it's really cool that both of them actually uh, indicated that they were both new to volleyball. I mean, relative in relative sense. And it's growing. It's going to be a big thing, but here I've got something special for everybody listening around the state tonight, Bobby. I, you know, I'm a conspiracist and I like to get out there and like to do different things. Listen to this though. Okay. I went on Amazon prime and I got myself a time machine. I got myself, it's right here. You can see it on video. The, the fans out there won't be able to see it, but I've got a time machine right here in my head. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to punch in 10 years from now, the same date, and we're going to go to the future and hear what I have to say about, you know, what went on on this night. Are you ready for this, Bobby? Okay. Here we go. I'm hitting enter in five, four, three, two, and one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Texas What A Fan. I'm Boo Boo Bear. As I said many, many years ago, 10 years ago, August 2nd, 2020, that I would travel into the future. Well, I'm going to give a past report on my newest movie, the greatest movie I've ever seen to finish tonight's story. Uh. It's the story of the Rankin Red Devils, a team that has won eight of the last 10 state championships in volleyball, turning that program completely around with nothing but heart, nothing but belief, and the greatest of aspirations week in and week out, turning themselves into a powerhouse. Oh, gosh, man, it brought me back. You can only go so many seconds. Oh, my gosh, really? You you know what? I can tell you're from Rankin. Am I? (laughs) Yes, I can. I'm, I'm, I'm from Garden City, Texas. <laughs> you are not from Garden City. Please, please. No, but I mean, uh, how fun is it to dream? Because it is dream time. You know, the but you season. know what? Everyone has the same chance as of that first game, August 10th. Everybody has the same exact opportunity. And this it's, is the time to dream. It's just what you do with it. Uh, one of the important things that I brought away from the conversation was the fact that they do drills about communicating and fundamentals. I think those are so incredibly important. Those are the two building blocks of any really good team. Communication, fundamentals. Well, you notice we've had several coaches, you know, getting serious again. We've had several coaches on the program over the last six weeks. Well, it's eight weeks, but six programs. And, and Bobby, you know, communication's brought up several times. 
And coaches, you know, your successful coaches always have that one thing in common. They say, be who you say you are. You know, don't be somebody different in the locker room. Don't be somebody different in the classroom. Don't be somebody different on the gym floor or, or on the football field or wherever you may be. Be the coach that the kids look for. Be that leader. And, you know, they all have that trait in common. And, you know, they, they say be, be firm but fair. But And it was brought up last week, don't be their buddies, but know that you're in their corner. I thought that was – but from the coach, Coach Ab, uh, from Coach Abbott, his name was uh, – Coach Hale. Coach Hale. I thought that was amazingly said. You know, don't be their friend, but let them know that you're in their corner. Yeah, and Yeah. You, Kids know that if you love them, then then they'll do anything for you. They just will. They'll, be, they'll bend over backwards. They'll run through the brick wall. They'll, they'll do the drill 900 times to make sure that they've gotten it down. I mean, they're going to do those things for you because they know – that you support them, you have their back, and you love them. I've, I've always known that. Yeah, you know, and a lot like a Hallmark movie or, or a sentiment, if you will, um, whenever you get to learn and, and know, the, when you learn about people and you get to know people and you get to know these kids and these teams, it, it's hard to say, you know, because every week the beauty of sports is somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. You know, a lot, a lot of times these days, the days of the ties are gone. In a sense, you when you take so much from a program and, and you do so much and you work so hard, I don't really think you ever lose. You just come a little behind every now and then and well, you got to get back out there and you got to fight for it and keep trying and never give up because you're not always going to be 14, 15, 16 and 17, maybe even 18, but they're preparing you to go out, go out into that world and you, where you're going to fall short and you're going to fall short. You know, an old Chinese proverb is, you fall down seven times, you get up eight. And that's what these coaches instill in these kids. And we can't thank them enough for giving up their lives, giving up their time, and making this their world to inspire and work with the youth. They have the greatest job in the world, and they get to do it every single day. And you know they've got to love it. I just love talking about it. Uh, they do, definitely. You can tell just by talking to the coaches that we've talked to, the passion and the care in their voice when they talk about the kids. I mean, that's just so inspiring. It's just so inspiring. And I love that about, especially not all, just not all coaches, but 1A coaches in particular, because 1A coaches are spread thin. They do 9 million things. I mean, they may be cheerleading sponsor, junior class sponsor, <laughs> Uh, having to work in the concession stand to make money for the junior senior trip the following year. And then they're the coach for cross country, girls, basketball, girls and boys, golf and tennis. Yeah. I mean, you're spread thin. You, you are working 20 hours a day and you make it Sunday off. So, and not only that, these coaches are also mom and dad at home. They're a mm -hmm. wife, they're a husband and, and you know, they're, they're involved in their churches or, they're involved in other aspects of the community, community leaders in some cases. It, it's an amazing thing. I think coaching is probably the greatest job in the world. And I'm sure some of them are like, no, hey. <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, it, it really is. And it, it's so fun. And, and to put that out there, you know, so that people can learn and listen. And hopefully the kids are out there listening. Hopefully the kids are taking something from this so they can see how much they are cared for and how much work and diligence does go into making these things happen. Oh, definitely, definitely. The uh, coaches, absolutely. This is their livelihood. Uh, whoever thought that um, allowing a teenager, actually their decisions to be your livelihood uh, would be a profession. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean. No, it's awesome. You, it's, it's true. If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty of it, you know, I like to go just right down into that. So I think it's important for any player to know that a coach just doesn't do this because they're making lots of money. They do it because they absolutely care. They absolutely care a hundred percent. And so there, that shouldn't even be in the equation as a question. So well said tonight, Bobby, it's going to be, it's been a beautiful night. Uh, we got a little bit of inside in volleyball. I got to meet two great coaches, two more great coaches in, in a state where there's nothing but great coaches. Uh, it's been an honor tonight here with the Texas 1A fan. I understand we've got some words of uh, wisdom coming from you tonight. 
Hey, we do. I am going to quote the great Laird Hamilton. Do you know who Laird Hamilton is? I do not. He is a big surfer. He's married to a volleyball player, Gabriella Reese. Yes. That was my 1994 high school crush. Well, I know who Gabrielle Reese is. Okay. Her husband is Laird Hamilton. And I absolutely love this quote because it applies across all sports. Make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. That is amazing. And I will take that with me to the golf course this weekend. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So from all of us out here, at Texas 1A Fan, to all of you at home, thank you for listening tonight. We love you, and good night. Don't forget to go forth. And do good. <laughs>